0: Bird, I have to I have to turn off some of those cyclone machines. Yeah. Sounds Like we're an air wing central command, yeah, it does because so we do want some airflow, yeah. Bert, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. Thank you for coming by the Rockin' Star Ranch here at John Graves Kayak Fishing. My pleasure, always I liked am. it out here. I am really glad you're here. Hey, look, Ed Yeah. In. like so, on cue, yeah, so hold me outside as well. That's the second mouser. Well, yeah, the first one we just lost maybe three or four weeks ago. Oh, yeah. But uh, this was an indoor cat, and this was one that I found down... I was fishing on a dock down in North Carolina, and this little cute kitten, white kitten, came up and just started hanging out on my feet. And I asked the resident, I said, Man, what's up with these cats? Because they were all over the place, but they looked like her. Like a man coon's. I didn't know what a man coon was. And... uh, I, I called up my mom and I said, "Mom, are you looking for a cat?" She goes, oh, "I love cats." I said, "How about have you ever heard like a coon or like Persians, you know, looking cats?" Because, oh my God, I love them. I said, "I got just the cat for you," but they were all over the place, wild, like Hemingway cats on the keys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, there here she is, um, like uh, what ten years later. Yeah, that's awesome. not she? That's Caroline. Caroline. Aren't you Miss Caroline? Yes. So, Bert, man, the mystery man of kayak bass fishing, the patent of kayak bass fishing, who sets a major profile on the s- landscape of the water, but sets a low profile on social media. I'm low profile. You are Most low profile.
1: I do like to share, but I like to stay low. Right,
0: low you profile. do. You're very, if anybody were to meet you, the Burt that I know, if anybody were to see you on the dock and have no idea what the hell they were doing, you'd spend the whole day with them.
1: I would, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I picked up a dude down at the tournament last week right. Right. that didn't know how to do a Texas rig, so I'm trying to set up an appointment with him, show him us. how to tie one on, make sure it's right, and all that right. stuff, so, you know, we got to start somewhere, man. Right. You know, Somebody's right. willing to help out. I was always that guy that was eager to learn, but, yeah. you know, some people get standoffish, right. So, I'd I take a little different approach. If right. you want to learn, I'll show you. Right. Just yeah, cause I tell you they're biting on, you know, a, a TRD don't mean you're going to know how to use it, where to use it, when to use it, none of that. So. That's absolutely true.
0: And you don't understand that in the beginning, do no, you? No. You don't realize the schematics of this sport. Uh, yeah. It, it takes a while. The first uh, time I met Bert Goodhouse, I actually didn't get to meet you, but... Uh, when I, uh, I saw you with you were with the uh, Strictly Sail gang, and you were at uh, down at uh, Cave Run, yeah. and it was the last uh, tournament of really, like 2017, yeah. and uh, that was my first out-of-state tournament, and man, I rented a room down there, dude. I was on fire. I was ready to go down there and just, just, just catch some fish. Ah. Show up at the captain's meeting, okay? And there was a big crowd there. This was the Bluegrass then. This is the Bluegrass, yeah. which was AJ's last event. Absolutely. And uh, so there was a lot of people there. I mean, it was big. I was expecting maybe 20 guys. Yeah. But that was really... Think about it in 2017 being the last event in 2017, compared to even some of the events that we have right now. There was a lot of people in that event. But, so it was you... Kurt was there just coming off of his win Uh, the Tacy's were down there from Strictly Sale Eric Siddiqui was down there Uh, Ron Champion I think was down there there was a number of those really early guys but guys that were going into that okay so I remember walking by you okay and this is really (laughs) I don't think I've ever told you this before this is why you got this is why you got the name Patton Okay, once I found out that you were in uh okay. in the army and, and even in the tanks, yeah, it was even more apropos. I swear. I walked in and I, I'm like walking in, I'm nervous as hell, but trying to not to show that. Sure. I walk in and it's an intimidating crowd. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people here. And AJ's checking everything out, you know, and I'm checking in. How you doing? And I'm thinking, oh, that guy's got a good-looking beard, you know. And he, they check in your hog trout out, and I walk over, and I sit down by myself nervously and stuff like that. But I remember you turning around and looking at me and just kind of turning back around. <laughs> and I was like, damn, what that dude's I hard. Got? that dude's hardcore. <laughs> you just had this real hardcore, like, I'm here to compete. Look. I mean, because you i mean you've you've always dressed in some swag you know you 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 dress in clothes that look like you're really out there performing It's not and what I mean by that, I guess if you were a band musician and you yeah. played heavy metal, you'd have real long aqua yeah. velvet big aquanet hair and and White wearing beater. tight that's right yeah. you'd be yeah. that you know yeah, but exactly. but you looked like a pro fisherman, and when you turned around and you looked at me like this. And he kind of turned around and I was like, damn, that dude's serious. He must be like the Pat and the Kayak Bass Fisher. <laughs> right? So, so I'm just kind of... And that's I'm when it started. That uh... That's when it started. Okay, so then it wasn't until... And I got my ass whooped bad. So bad. I was so humbled in that early morning dark start. You know, no. I had like a little lamp on top of my head. It you know, it's just crazy. But the next time I saw you was at Cowan, yeah, and dude, you were so opened up and you were talking, and it was just that's when I came up and introduced myself a little bit more, a little bit more humbled, yeah. you know, but you guys were making fun of me because i had I had my bicycle pants on that had padding in the ass yeah, of right, it right. right right, and you <laughs> and uh I had that uh kayak packed up in a big old huge truck in the back bed of a truck, which was what kind of ridiculous you know in a way, but uh Uh, But anyway, you guys, that was when I started to acknowledge the fact that, and it was that day, I'm just setting this up for folks that are out there in the podcast world. It was that day that the the conditions were a little windy like they always are on Cowan. And uh, I was hitting the banks and you came up around the point and you were kind of mumbling to yourself like, I do
1: that a lot.
0: And you had to, I could smell the cigar. Okay, so the cigar I smelled first, yeah. right? And I'm thinking, man, some dudes out here smoking a cigar, and you don't, you just—that's not a scent you have out in the middle of nowhere, right. Right, you know. Right. And uh, so, a cigar, but there's nobody around. And I'm just mm-hmm. like looking around. I'm thinking, is there somebody up in the woods, you know? And all of a sudden, you come around the corner, and you're Hobie pro angler, and you're you got you're like this. You're talking Ooh. to yourself. And you're biting down on that cigar real tight, and I'm going, Oh my god, it's the Pat and the guy bass fishing. Right? And, and you came around, and I said, How you doing? And you said, I'd be doing something to the extent of, I'd be doing much better if I could just catch that last fish. <laughs> you know. Oh I got Then it was that uh, it was that uh, captain's meeting that I found out that you were in fact in the army and stuff. Uh, so it was apropos. and then you're in the tanks, you know. You're so, so okay. So I wanted to set that up. I, I'm I'm just you know I don't think we can talk enough about the veterans to be honest with you. I agree. With you. you know, and it's and it's you know I'm I'm not sure if the time you served was uh, eighty. Five eighty-nine, yeah. eighty-four, somewhere around that time like that. So, yeah. you know, there's limited things happening. There was, you know, things happening here and there. And I certainly had a blessed four years in the military where I just got to see cool Navy stuff. Yeah. So I really was fortunate uh, not to really experience anything that a lot of them do now. But um, having said that, what in the world Got you into tanks. What puts a man into tanks? Were you just coming out of high school?
1: I was not even out of high school yet when I went and talked to the recruiter. And actually, I wanted to get into aviation. And my SQT test was high enough that I could get into aviation. However, there was a nine month wait. Well, me being 18 and knowing everything, you know how it goes. I got to get out of here, I got to graduate, you know. I got a girlfriend, I mean, I got all these big plans and I wasn't waiting around for aviation. So I said, they said, well, we got armor available right now. I was like, oh. I'll take it. Don't wanna get a Fort Knox in August. It's a horrible place to be. But wait a minute, doesn't, didn't,
0: didn't just the sound armor scare you? I mean, armor means armor Yeah. that oh, yeah. You're, you're taking in. And you're, to make you're... matters worse, I,
1: I, <laughs> I had a M88 track which was the recovery vehicle for those tanks. So anywhere the tanks went, I went. Right. And I was the number one target if if anybody wanted to do us any harm because yeah. to take out the mechanics, those those guys That's don't let work on their own stuff. Right. So it was it was it was during the Cold War, thank God, but when um, Kuwait started, I called I had just gotten out. I called back and said, "Hey, I said I've got all this experience. Here's my SQTs, scores, all that, and he's he right. like, "Nah, we're we're good. I'm a, right. we, we think we can handle this." I'm like, "Okay."
0: That was a big tank war.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> that was the M1, and I was trained on that. Uh, the and the big concern, yeah, the Abrams, which was our first offensive tank, by the way. Every tank we had prior to the Abrams was a defensive tank. This was the first offensive tank. Wow. And it was a monster.
0: Here's one to the Abrams. Amen. It was a monster. <laughs> wow. But How the, fast was that?
1: Uh, so 50, about 50 miles an hour it could go, but it could lock up both tracks with the brakes, no problem. Skid down a blacktop. Right.
0: Now, it could fire with move. accuracy on the move, too, couldn't Absolutely.
1: it? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so we're going to get to that in a minute. Okay, okay. so I don't want to get... Now, where'd you graduate high school? Newport. Newport, over Kentucky. You're a northern Kentucky boy. Born and raised in Kentucky. No, I was born and raised in California. Okay, in that's where it comes from, right there. Yeah. You do. You got a lot of California in you, son. I, I used to. I used to. I used to catch hell from the. I mean, I. You talk about bullying.
1: I. I was right there. In port? I was right there in it,
0: right there it. So you're it, coming right in from you're a California golden boy yeah, and. Yeah. You know Rode
1: a skateboard. Nobody was riding skateboards at the time. I was on yeah. a skateboard team when I was in California. Nobody wrote yeah. skateboards. No, no, no,
0: nobody did. It uh, it was tough, man.
1: It was tough being a kid that moved from there at thirteen to here and started going to school because the first thing out of everybody's mouth, where you, where, would you come from? I'd say California. Oh yeah, that's right. How so,
0: many times did you hear Spicoli?
1: Uh, man, I tell you, they some they. They pulled them a lot out for me, man. They it was tough being a kid back then.
0: But you got all the chicks.
1: No, not really. I got the one chick, and that's all that's important. <laughs> nice good answer. I got the one she chick. You got the one. And I still have a <laughs> nice. That's and, cool. and I love her with all my heart, man. That's a dish, she's, good she's, support of your she's a, what, she she understands me. She it's, you know she doesn't like me being out of town all the time right. rightfully so I mean you right. know when we're, when you're fishing tournaments and you're going all over it's just yeah. tough but she doesn't give me a hard time about it she knows that I'm into it she yeah. gives me the freedom to do what I want and you know i I'm lucky a lot of people get, i don't have to i don't have to pencil stuff in and she okays it I could just go do what I need to do and she right. she's approving of it so
0: it's like it's like being in in, in a relationship with a well, a road musician you know I Always gotta take going. off you know I'm gonna go we've got See, something going on You bus know? is outside I got to go you know? and yeah. I got a different family outside of this yeah, too absolutely. that a lot yeah. of and times that's, that's they... tough
1: for her all in itself right because I'm big into I'm big into the people when I got into kayak fishing it was to learn how to fish because I was just a bank fisherman, yeah. man. that's all I was just
0: that's a stanky banky
1: that's it and I wasn't very good at it.
0: And, and there in Newport? Uh, no, Newport I, I mean I'd go out
1: to the, I'd go out in California, Kentucky, okay. and you know Looking River and wade okay. and stuff like that. But never been on. I still to this day have never been on a bass boat. Not one time. Not one. Really? I have never stepped foot on a bass.
0: Would boat. Would
1: you? I doubt it. Right. I have no. Have
0: interest. your breath, No. You just.
1: Although, before I bought my first Toby, right. my intentions were I was looking at a seventy thousand dollar bass boat. Yeah. And then I saw, uh, who was it? Uh, I saw Steve. yeah I can't remember his last name. But anyway, I saw him down at uh, Doe Run. And he was paddling on the bank, casting. And I sat there talking to him for, I don't know, 45 minutes. Is that
0: Owens? No, no it's. Uh, no. Anyway. But so you are following the path of a lot of people who were looking at bass boats and yeah. thinking, I want to But when you weigh yeah. the
1: options, you know, of owning a bass boat in the state of Kentucky, who charges you through the nose for taxes every chance they get. I mean, even for your vehicles. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to. I don't. I don't want to deal with all that. Right. So I decided kayak. to do with
0: a hobby. Wow. And that's what that's what did it for me. Right. So, um, <laughs> so you got into the kayak bass fishing. Um, so, what's um, your back to the military? You spent four years four in years. tanks. What? What the hell? So. I did notice that you had uh, tank recovery. Yeah. Okay, now. It was that the way. First thing, times. The first thing I thought of was some dude's just not paying the note on his tank, and you gotta go recover this tank. And have <laughs> pick up, that's the first thing I thought of. But no, you're talking about that tank, mm-hmm. something that happens to that tank. You're going in and pulling that thing out. That's serious business, man.
1: Changing packs, engines, transmissions, final drives, pulling oh. it out of the mud. You can get guys that didn't know what cattails were and they get stuck in ponds. I mean, all the way up to the turret. How, so, how
0: What What's the worst condition for a for a tank?
1: Uh, stuck in a, in a pond or a lake.
0: Just muck.
1: Just muck and water, because everything you have to rig up as a recovery specialist. Oh is underneath the water. Oh. But the, the, the tankers don't know that when you arrive on the scene and you see that they're stuck in a lake or in a pond, yeah. they're the ones hooking up all the equipment. You're going to tell them how to do it. That is the best ever. So, yeah, there was a lot of that. But I, I can tell you this, for the guys that didn't know what cattails were... It usually took one or two experiences and they figured it out pretty quick. Oh my God, that
0: would be horrible. Yeah. And where's that training down at Fort Knox? Fort Knox. No, right?
1: Basic training and AIT in Fort Knox. Right.
0: So now, obviously, to learn how to hook up a tank in mock. In the Army, I'm sure they had you in the muck. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And uh, so if one of them things are buried up underneath, what the hell do you do? I mean, you got to do everything you can to get it rigged up. And sometimes,
1: you know, for, for instance, if, if it's not mud, say it's water. I mean, you're, you've got two, three men teams that are holding equipment and going down and doing one thing and coming back up, and the next guy going down and doing one thing and coming back <laughs> up. I mean, you're talking 90-touch snatch blocks, man. I mean, you're talking wow. 100 pounds, wow. if not more. Wow. So sometimes you know, getting these things out was it was difficult, and uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I excelled at it. In fact, I for, for uh, we do it in the army. We did annual testing. Right. And out of 229 people in the motor pool, including all the officers, I got I got 90, 95% on my test. That's amazing. So they had a big award ceremony for that. and it, it was cool. So you
0: found your, you found, you just really kind of happenstance into that, didn't you? And then found something that you really liked doing it work. in the military. That's what you got to do, isn't it? did work. You got to make it. It doesn't matter absolutely. what you pick. You got to make it work. Because them
1: boys, they'll put you through the ringer, yeah, man. Yeah, if and you're not did. making it
0: work, they yeah, will make it work. Absolutely. Hard,
1: hard but, them. you know, I'd get called for guard duty and never have to pull it. I mean, right. It was it, they took care of me to to some extent, but I took care of them.
0: Ever have to do any, like, military police kind of thing? You know? No, I, got, I did get pinned up
1: up against a train car, uh while I was doing guard duty because one of the other guys with the canine let him off the leash which he wasn't supposed to do and I about shot his ass. So he got Hammer around. Hammer the dog. The dog. Right. I mean I was scared to death dude. This dog right. had me pinned.
0: Now what kind of German Shepherd? Right. Oh the the the, the true blood Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the black vicious one. Football, yeah, oh football, yeah, it was all that. And what then, are they? So, what are? What do you guys? What, they were was just they, bombs they or sniffing or. No, they they just
1: used it for guard duty. We were we guarding guard an ammo dump, right, down in Germany, <clears throat> and you're not supposed to let them off the lead unless they're going to attack something. Not just for curiosity, you let them go, and he come scares the hell out of me. So did this guy like you? Oh, he didn't
0: know me. He just decided to just. Is there somebody over there? Bert?
1: I'm gonna let no. It wasn't a bird. It's somebody's over there. I don't know who it is. I'm gonna let this dog go find out.
0: Wrong the answer. Dog, dog took the short path.
1: it <laughs> <he> sure did. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. I was scared for my life.
0: <laughs> That's it. Funny. So. And, and then oh, they speak to
1: them all in German, so they don't understand anything. Right. Saying. right. Yeah. Like, all commands are German.
0: It's like, like it a, the, oh boy. Like get the off. Yeah. Screaming, they don't know what mommy is,
1: Mm -hmm. they don't know nothing.
0: Help, help, they don't understand that. So, the
1: next day, I had to go talk to the NCO, was in charge that night, and he'd ask me all these questions. I guess they busted that guy down the rank,
0: put his ass down because I mean, he honestly, that dog could have chewed me up, yeah, you know, and I was just
1: doing guard duty. So, I mean, there was no reason for him to do what he did, no more
0: guard duty, yeah.
1: So, but and most of the time. We'd fall out for guard duty, and you know I'd have my stuff all squared away, answer all the questions the right way, and I'd, I'd make the man, and for the, the man, right. you got to go hang out with the command sergeant major for the day, and then go back to your barracks, so nice. I tried to do that as much as I could, because I couldn't stand, staying in a little box to check your cars when they come in the gate.
0: I bet you made rank.
1: I did make rank. In I fact, I made rank every time with waivers. I bet you did. Because it was so early
0: you're the you are the candidate you are casting central for somebody making rank in the military
1: i did i did I did make rank very fast um they treated like I said they treated me well they didn't give me a hard time, but man when it took time to reenlist it was a joke yeah, and I should have stayed in, but I say that uh, hell, I'm have survived.
0: that's right it, the tough times are coming sure in Afghanistan were. yeah, you know you're talking about just
1: yeah I was, it was less than a year after I got out
0: welcome i e d
1: no, thank you. I mean, I would have went if they'd asked me, but yeah. they didn't need me, so right. I didn't push the subject. Right. But I feel for those guys, man. I, I mean, I fished with a couple guys that went through that. I mean, hell, one guy I fished with in Alabama a little while back. Hell, he'd been blown up twice.
0: Not once, you? but twice. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine that? Let's,
0: let's do it all over again. Yeah, no thanks. No.
1: So you know, in a, in a way, I'm sorry I got out, and another way, I'm happy I got out. But, yeah. But it was it was it was a good experience. Right. It really was. Right.
0: Well, cheers, man. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. I good job, Bert. It. I appreciate it. And here's it. to the tanks. To the tanks. The armor divisions out there. Yeah. yeah. Is there like a you know certain thing that the armor divisions say to each other in a, like a bar if they meet? Nope. You know. Now we have. If you ain't ordnance, you ain't shit. You know, so that was the aviation ordinance thing. If you ain't ordinance, you ain't shit. When you saluted, you that's, said that? Or? Uh, when we saluted when we talked to anybody that came in there, and that was actually painted on the wall, well, actually over the door as you came into our division, because that's why the planes are there, yeah. and that's why that carrier's there, okay. to deliver the ordinance yeah. that we put on it. If yep. you ain't ordinance, you ain't shit. Yeah. But we, that was all tongue-in-cheek and stuff. But that's, a lot of people get that tattooed on their... Yeah, Back. we were the uh, Red Lion
1: Battalion, so when we saluted, we'd say "Red Lion, sir," you know, stuff like that. Nice. But other than that, that was pretty much it. Right.
0: So we, you are truly, truly the patent yeah. of kayak bass fishing.
1: I tell you, it. Uh, wow. It, it really, it, it, it was a pressure job. It really was. Uh, getting them tanks fixed, right. man. If they weren't running, it was your ass. Right. So they stayed running. God, how many horsepower
0: are one of them things at? I think this 1,500 horsepower turbine engine. Gee. Just I, one big engine and one there. big turbine engine. Is that like a smooth uh, ride in you know, yeah, I'm picturing oh, yeah. bad oh, you know no. Brad Pitt uh, and like you know Fury.
1: In fact, it was so smooth when they first came out with the M one A one, the guys were actually falling asleep behind the steering wheel because it was like this. And I know you guys can't see that on yeah. the podcast, but you were leaning back.
0: Almost like a chopper feel. Yeah. yeah. You know, in a way where you're leaning yeah. back and on you the know seat. the twelve
1: to fourteen hours or fifteen hours or eighteen or twenty four hours that you're awake doing shit. You tend wow. to fall asleep so they had to change that whole process inside the tank wow.
0: but yeah it's smooth man i mean smooth whoa so, yeah. 55 mile an hour toward baghdad yeah i couldn't imagine oh my god have mercy couldn't imagine rolling up over stuff in the afghan well we got some i got a picture of you some of the afghanistan stuff back here yeah they, uh, they introduced us to the tank
1: sitting in the bleachers in a field and this tank come barreling in there doing about 40 miles an hour and just hit about a hundred uh telephone poles that were laying on the ground and just ran over every one of them just <laughs> ran over every one. didn't even didn't skip beat and then locked up the brakes in the mud sideways wow it was impressive wow and then you know the big gentleman i want to introduce you to the m1 abrams tank wow we all get cold chills i'm oh my god i can't wait i can't wait wow it was awesome it was an awesome
0: tank. So you got a pretty good understanding of just basic mechanics now, don't you? Oh, absolutely.
1: But I will tell you, the the the, the new cars and the technology, it's 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 getting way too far for me. I, mean, I just I used to turn my own wrenches. You know, when you're when you grow up poor, you learn how to work on stuff. You do you you walk a lot. Right, right. so I learned that turn wrenches so, right, right.
0: cool. uh, I didn't want to walk through Newport this California no, kid I was going to yeah, his ass beat
1: but I used to ride a bike from Newport to California Kentucky all the time yeah or my buddy would ride a 10 speed and I'd hold on to the back of it and ride my skateboard the
0: that's whole way a, that's a good for a piece it there. Oh yeah, I've done it many times. So did you have one of the flex boards back then? With the that's when uh, like the rubber wheels just started coming out. No, Ooh, I all had, ceramics. I had. Like yeah, a, I
1: had big kryptonic rubber wheels. Okay. With NKG bearings oh, yeah. and tracker trucks. Yeah. And now they're just so hard and so noisy. And I see most people. I see skateboards now. They're carrying. Them. Right. I rode mine everywhere. What is that? I don't get it. I it's not it's not like, like pushing a ten-speed bike.
0: Why are you pushing a bike? Why? I don't know I, there's things I don't understand I know, out there. that is a difference you know we had uh, I was I traveled down to Florida when I was 14 with my buddy Mark Musselman a big shout out to Mark and uh, we went to Orlando Florida first time I had really escaped Ohio and Kentucky to go to another state, yeah. and went down to Florida, and we bought skateboards. And we brought them back here, and people looked at us like, what in oh, the man. world is that? Yep. But when we had them, we rode them I everywhere. used to get harassed
1: by the police, and you name it, man. It was, it was bad. Everybody thought I was a long-haired drug addict. Did
0: you look like a long-haired drug addict? Yeah, I did have,
1: you know, the, the typical mola back then. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> that was the age, man. But yeah, you know, they didn't like me riding on the tennis court something for Thomas. Oh, right. So they took my skateboard. flipping around. They take my skateboard for about a day. I go walk up to police station, grab oh, my, my skateboard, do the walk of shame up the door. This guy's laughing at me. You know.
0: Hey, Chief, you got Bert's board back there? <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, Bert's out here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, saw him a Yeah, it, okay. was,
1: it was. It was. It that was a couple of years worth of that. Wow. For Thomas and me were pretty tight.
0: Okay, so was it in the Army that you started smoking cigars? no no, okay, so um if, if for those of you that know Bert uh, pretty much always see Bert with a cigar that's that's pretty much your profile change them you got that do you i mean you always how many cigars you smoke a day mm,
1: anywhere from depends on what it is tournaments it's even worse, but Usually five, six, seven.
0: Because you enjoy them, not because you're addicted, right? No, I enjoy them. Okay. Yeah, because you just enjoy them. I, I, right? I mean, I
1: go, I go days, not very often, but I can go days without smoking. It's not, right. it's not like cigarettes used to be. You know, I smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. I mean, I know what addiction is. Right. But this is, this is a. Far cry from
0: that. Now, do you still smoke cigarettes? No,
1: absolutely. Not. No, this
0: will this change that and then well, that, has I, that? I
1: took a two year hiatus after I quit smoking cigarettes, and then I started hanging out with my buddies that smoke cigars. Right. And of course, my wife says, "Hey, you just you just picked up another addiction to get rid of that." Then, right.
0: so, uh, so now, was it the kayak crowd that was smoking the cigars? You picked it up?
1: No, it was a Tuesday night, guys down at Hooters or Beer Cellar. Okay. Uh, every Tuesday, man. Right. <laughs> They'd be down there, and you'd walk. I mean, you you wouldn't even have to get out of the. You'd be at the top of the parking lot and get out of your vehicle and could smell the cigar. Sm- <laughs> I invited many of people there, and they would turn green after about thirty minutes. Yeah. and Bert, I gotta go, man. I can't. I can't take it.
0: Right. You know, and I
1: understand that.
0: Right. But cause, cause, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest
1: with you. You get one hundred twenty-five, one hundred fifty guys in one room. Yeah. I don't care how big it is, and they're all smoking cigars.
0: Okay. Okay, so that's a perfect segue. Okay. Because I might just be as green as that catch axe board right there. Absolutely. Okay, so, um, I I don't smoke cigars yeah. at all. Yeah. But I really I want you to just kind of teach me the uh you know, say I've gotta do a little role playing and I gotta look like I know what I'm doing when it comes to smoking cigars. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of what you're gonna show me here. Okay, Bert the Bert Goodhouse <laughs> Junior uh role playing of smoking cigars mm-hmm. and how the the uh uh, What's the the etiquette of smoking, and what a fine cigar means, and that. So I'm going to ask you that question. So we're running around 27 minutes. Perfect segue. We talked about your uh, your uh, veteran pass, and, and as of right now, thank you very much for your service. I really you appreciate well. that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now into cigars. Um, the first cigar and the only cigar I've ever smoked in my life, and I can't say I really smoked it. I was 10 years old. I was at the Ohio State Fair. And in some of those games, you could win a novelty cigar that was about a foot long and about as thick as a quarter or a half dollar. They were big. Yeah, big ones. And they were wrapped, with the greenest tobacco ever. Straight off the ground. And... I ran it to, over to my dad. My dad smoked cigars a little bit, and dad didn't want nothing to do with it. And I said, Dad, I want to smoke it. Ah, you can't smoke that, you can't smoke that. you know? And he's telling me, trying to politely tell me that I, no, I don't want to be smoking that and stuff like that. And I guess I bugged the hell out of him for a little bit too long. Finally, he just stopped. Okay, and I remember my dad unwrapping it, looking at me. Kind, kind of how you're looking at me right now, Bert. it <laughs> <laughs> will be a lesson learned, son. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of had that same kind of grin. Yeah. You know, and you're looking at him, and as he's unwrapping the cigar, and he's looking at me, he's kind of going, "Okay, you want to smoke this damn thing? We're going to smoke it right now." Yeah. And I remember he bit the end of yeah. it off. Okay. Now you cut it off with a nice little uh, shaving tool Zy- there. Like Zycar- cigar cutter. And I imagine there, those get that's a whole different world of its own, isn't it?
1: Oh cigar yeah. Cigar cutters. Oh
0: yeah. So what is that one right there?
1: Uh, as far as cost. What's
0: your favorite? No, your favorite. Oh, I it, it
1: don't. It, as long as it cuts clean and it don't fray the end of the cigar, I'm uh, it,
0: You probably have to go through this too, don't you? Yeah. Keep the blade. But after you cut it, you, you told me to lick my thumb. Yep. And it just get the loose
1: tobacco off. Get right.
0: the loose tobacco off of that.
1: So that way it do not go in your mouth.
0: Right. right. And you get the <laughs> stuff, yep. right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Now, depending on whether it's a short roll or a short fill <clears throat> or long fill, it depends on how much you actually eat. Comes out of the cigar,
0: right? You know, How does you it tell know. the difference of that? A short fill and a long. Fill? You have to look
1: into the manufacturer, the cigar. Yeah, I mean, you got to do. You got to. You got to really look. A
0: little bit more than just going up to like you know Seven Eleven and then their cigar yeah, more kit. Just more than likely, out. those are
1: all short fill. Okay. Which is whatever's left gets bundled and put in those. I see. Where they take with the long fill, they take the whole leaf and they oh. they start breaking it down from there. Oh. So. So you get longer ashes with a with a long fill than you do a short. Um, I mean, there's it's is a
0: longer filled cigar uh, a better quality cigar than a short fill? Not always. Not always.
1: Depends right. on the wrapper. It Depends on the draw. I mean, there's.
0: Some, I guess it all depends on your taste, either. It Depends on
1: your taste. There's a lot of factors in there that really determine if it's a good cigar. Because what may be a good cigar for me is is horrible to you, and okay. vice versa.
0: Now, yeah. now, this is a brick house. It is. Why'd you choose this for me?
1: Because it's extremely mild. Right. And I don't want you turning green.
0: Right, which I might.
1: Because I don't want I, oh, I, I to interview myself.
0: Oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, I know Dad put the cigar in my mouth, and he lit it, and he said puff, and I got yeah. a couple puffs in, and I did turn green in yeah. the Chevy van going home. Yeah. It was yeah. a bad, long ride from Columbus yeah. Yeah. back here yeah, to it, Cherry it, Drive. it can be tough, man. It really you know. can
1: be. It's no joke.
0: So, um, it looks like a mild cigar. It is, yeah. You know, it, the Brick House. Yeah. A JC Newman. Where do you get a cigar like that at? Uh, Party Source. Party Source? That's right. where I
1: get all my cigars. Right. I, I used to order them online, but they come in dry sometimes. And even though you get good deals on them, if, if you can't smoke them or you don't smoke them because they're falling apart or the the wrapper comes off, you lose half your taste.
0: Right. So, yeah, yeah, this right here—the yeah, outer light, right—and it's right?
1: just—it's just a real light leaf, so you really want to be delicate with them and not open them up, put them in your pocket, and walk around with them because they're, they're all going to fall apart. I mean, right. That's just how it is. You gotta, right. When you open them one, you should be ready to smoke
0: it. Right. Okay. We're getting close to that right now. Now, what's that weird thing where I see people lick, like lipping cigars, like licking them up and shit? So, it's but, like deep throating them at yeah, time You're like, what the
1: hell is that? A lot of the times, the wrapper will start to come undone. Uh-huh. And, and if you can just add a little bit of moisture to it, okay. it'll stick back to the cigar. Okay. And yeah. it'll actually stay there. Most times. Right. If it's extremely dry, then you can slobber all over. It's not going to help.
0: Just dip it down in stone Lake lake and done. pull it back out Yeah, you might
1: as well call it done.
0: Okay, so now, what do you do? Just get this thing fired up and puff on it a few yeah, times?
1: Yeah, you, you, you put your lighter under it and kind of twist it while you're puffing on it. That way it lights the whole wind.
0: It's a badass lighter here, too.
1: Yeah, they, they, they're pretty hot.
0: So that's what you want, right? Yeah, okay, you want here
1: we something go. that works in, you know... The wind okay. and all that here,
0: here we go Just don't inhale <laughs> Don't inhale Do not inhale
1: And that kind of t- twisted as you're doing that mm. There you go you Get the whole thing lit And what you want to see when you're done with that Is you want to turn it over Blow on it And you want to see the whole end of it glow red That means the whole thing's lit Oh yeah So once you do that It won't burn uneven mm. All that good stuff
0: Okay, got you. Go. That's a that's an important piece of advice right there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, got a good taste to it.
1: Yeah, they do. They're, I mean,
0: JC Newman makes a great cigar. Now, once you start burning the cigar, you can never really put it out and start burning it again, can you?
1: Um, well, there's little tricks to that so. too, but they usually don't work. A lot of guys will say exhale through it, so you kind of blow all the smoke out of the cigar. And then, let it sit, and then you can go back and light it later, and it don't taste as bad, but yeah when you put it when you set it down and it it goes out and you light it up again, sometimes you'll get you'll get some funky tastes,
0: mm-hmm. okay, so so I got the fire burning, yep, there's a couple big puffs in there, yeah I can ooh, you can already feel a little kind of so now do different um uh, different uh i mean cigars and i mean. I mean, you could almost associate that to like a little head buzz from some marijuana or something yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah, you know, true. now is there certain like, uh, is there certain cigars that have a different like, whoa, that's that type of cigar that's got us going.
1: Yeah, that, as I said, that's mild.
0: Right. Um, wow. And, you know, so.
1: So there's some pretty strong cigars out there. Wow. And,
0: it's and the darker cigars tend usually, to be the. Absolutely. The, no, absolutely heavy dark, duties.
1: the darker, the harsher. But don't, don't feel obligated to have to smoke that either. Because that's a, that's a lot of cigar for the first time. It is, really. I ain't kidding
0: you. Well, we just might as well do it up. <sighs> so. it would be some good content. So, your favorite cigar. Which, we got some questions. Okay, and this might fall into some lines. There was a lot of questions come in with you. Yeah,
1: and I tried to answer a lot of them online. for were more,
0: <laughs> you were more popular than Kurt Schmidt yeah. when it came to questions. People want to see. People want to. Not Kurt. They kind of know he's been doing his blog, a pretty successful blog. Yeah. Uh, popular blog. It's been out there for a long time, so they kind of know Kurt. Offers fans a lot of, of good Kurt. He does. Yeah. he has got videos out, but they all wanted to know. Yeah. The Skinny on Bert. So let's go to the questions right now. La 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 la. And
1: I'm sorry if I answered them already, but...
0: No, we'll go, because I'll probably... uh, I haven't seen them yet, so I want to... um... So uh, when... when, So you... What year did you get... Involved in kayak bass fishing.
1: It was 2014, no 2015, because I was Kurt and I were pretty much traveling all over the place fishing, and he, he won at 17. So it was about two years before he won that I, I had started fishing. But
0: again, did you was you hanging out with Kurt, or did you yeah. know those guys? Well, you bought a Hobie. I bought a Hobie. That was your first I met, kayak. I met
1: Kurt, and he was wearing a Mountain Hardware jacket which I'm a big fan of Mountain Hardware. Um, I know what the I know what it's for, so we started talking about backpacking and come to find out we had a couple things in common. So the next thing I know, I got invited to go fish, and I thought, man, all right, I'm just starting this. I, you know, I really don't know what I'm doing yet, and he was patient and cool, yeah. and I started fishing with him. But when I say fishing with him, it ain't like we'd leave the ramp and go to the same place. I mean, right. I'd go left, he'd go right, or vice versa, but... You know, if I ever had questions or anything, I'd just talk to him, and he'd, he'd talk me through it or show me. Right. Although, you know, I've tried to mimic some of the things he does when he's fishing, and I just can't. I mean, we could fish. There were times in the winter we'd be on the Little Miami River fishing the same bait right next to each other, and he'd be catching five to one. Yeah. I mean, it was just just the way he just the way he works that
0: thing it's, yeah it's amazing it is i think you're absolutely right some people find that naturally yeah. and yeah. through process of elimination of you know different men building a great habit around how they do it and going into just a really kind of cruise control and he does that yeah he does it well um so yeah do we have 21 comments <laughs> of questions that's amazing that's a good. I like that picture of you too, by the way. So you can check out. Let me pimp out my uh, Facebook, John Marion Graves on Facebook. Absolutely. Check it out. That uh, that was the day that we had the uh, bites of the round table. It was. And we had uh, we were out there fishing at the pond here at the Rock and Star Ranch. That's a cool picture. But um,
1: who ended up winning that? By the way, it wasn't me, I
0: know. No, it was uh, it was um, Harry Scotty Scott, That's That's and he right. and he had that lure made out of a dime. Yeah. That's right it looked like a little just a spoon yep
1: i remember i remember we were all looking
0: at it and he schooled us he did just over there just sitting there looking Yep, he's the stump dog he's really the stump dog when i first met harry i walked into tractor supply his uh his wife and uh, his daughter sierra they have uh horses in fact i just saw sierra there to the tractor supply today and I walked in, and, man, he had this big, he's a big guy. Yeah. And uh, he had this uh, frog uh, lure hat. What uh, was, was a frog lure on there? And then, uh, like, scum frog or something like that. And then uh, he had this big gold chain with this big gold bass on it. <laughs> and I was like, I got to know this guy. And I walked right up to him. And I said, hey, dude, I got to know you, man. Um, So, Zach Correll. Zach wants to know, how does Burt break down underwater structure while fishing deep?
1: How does he break it down?
0: Yeah, how would you break it down? If you were to, if you were to... uh...
1: I'm looking, first and foremost, I'm always looking for structure because I like to finesse fish. So, I mean, I'm looking for the, the the usual suspects. I mean, I'm looking for the, 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 the logs, the stumps, the, you know, anything that's in the water. Any I don't care if it's a stick. I'm, I mean, I'm looking for all that. Um,
0: do you hit all of it? Uh, I hit... If you got the time. I mean, you, you, yeah. And you I, said Ned Ridge your favorite? No. No? Or what I do, finessing. You're yeah, talking yeah. finesse fishing. Is that your favorite yeah, technique? Was,
1: yeah. I mean, I started off crankbait fishing. Yeah. I mean, I threw a lot of crankbaits, but... Uh,
0: I think we all go through that phase, don't we? Yeah. I'm just coming out of it, I believe.
1: And then Kurt showed me another way, and I fell in love with some nice fishing, man. I really did. And I did. I'll be honest with you. I started off on a damn Ned rig. I mean, it, it wasn't much, but I was catching fish with it. Uh, but it gave me an opportunity and confidence to try something different. And I, I went to the big TRD and. Right. I have not looked
0: back. You're I, just I'm hitting every little piece of structure you I mean, can. I, still, I mean, you know,
1: even Sunday's tournament, I was catching them on crankbaits, but right. I wasn't really catching until I mean, I caught my three on crankbaits, but I really caught
0: the rest of them on big 2 Let me set this back down on the table there. I'm, I'm not, I'm so intrigued by your answer there that I'm uh, holding the phone, which is also <laughs> our recording device here on John Graves Kayak Fishing. We go, we go big budget here. So uh, you just basically start with the stick and work your way down.
1: Yeah. I mean, anything rocks, anything boulder, anything. Anything I can throw at, I throw at.
0: Is your new electronics treating you fine?
1: Actually, it was probably one of the best purchases I've made besides, you know, getting a Hobie. I mean, and I'll tell you what, that that fish finder is fantastic. What are you using now? The, uh, I sold you the Lion's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got the Garmin now. Right. And it's... It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I really do enjoy it. I, I like it. I like messing with it. I like trying to do different stuff with it. But I'm not into it as much as some people. Sean Boggs up in Ohio, I mean, he's got that thing mastered. I, I'm i just a beginner.
0: Right. There's I, a I, lot to it, isn't there? There,
1: There's a lot to it. I mean, he's graphing stuff. and I mean, he's doing stuff that, I, that it'd take me 6 to 12 months to even learn how to do. And, you know, I I wanted to help me find fish, and, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to do that stuff, but I just don't, I don't don't have the capabilities right now.
0: Are you glad that you had a process of less expensive or less uh, quality type uh, fish finders working up to finer ones? Or would you just think that if somebody had the opportunity to go out and buy the highest quality fish finder, they could just go out and do it and go from there?
1: If 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 you're gonna use everything on it, I I think the the more expensive the better. But, um, you know, that doesn't always put fish in the boat either. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. So
1: it just you know I mean I liked um, I started off with a five and I went to that nine and I mean they were at the time they were sufficient. But, um, yeah, the one I've got now is just heads and shoulders I think above. Right. The picture's fantastic. Right. And I really, you know, I, I really am still. I mean, I've only been tournament kayak fishing for about six years. So I'm really still learning a lot about the fish finder.
0: Right. There's yeah. a lot of, like, uh, there's a lot of gears to put together to finally start making it there are. run smooth. Yeah. And then it doesn't run smooth at all, really, does not You yeah. find yourself still shit in the cattails, don't yeah. you? muck yeah your, your tank is sunk i'll tell you man sunday
1: was <laughs> not to get on that topic but sunday was just uh it was it was one of those days
0: mm-hmm. fish okay fish. well let's talk about that right. okay because you had a pretty good tournament
1: i did i had a right
0: tournament, yeah. we're okay so 150 mile radius yeah. cincinnati kayak fishing if you guys haven't joined up uh i know there's a couple of you out there uh chad riley i saw chad out today uh, on the water and I got to meet him face to face so hi Chad and uh, a couple other folks I saw uh, a person who was getting ready to uh, walk the Appalachian Trail who uh, hopefully uh, Leah awesome. is listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing right now but anyway uh, joining up with Cincinnati Kayak Fishing if you're just getting into the kayak fishing world and uh, really want to find yourself involved with a group of people almost like a bowling league in a way but you're going out to some of these area lakes and actually fishing out of your kayak you're throwing a little money down on the table you're having a good time you're meeting great people yep, i mean you're meeting world-class anglers yep. throughout the whole crowd yep. and uh not only world-class anglers but those that are willing to you know take the time and talk to you and, and get you through it A good bunch of people. Cincinnati kayak fishing, Cincinnati 150-mile radius, and you chose to go where? Cedar Creek. Cedar Creek. That was uh, how many people rolled there?
1: Uh, I I think I saw about... I was the first one there, but I think I saw about eight people there that day. Right. There were kayaks. Fortunately, the boat traffic was uh, minor compared to what it usually is for Cedar Creek.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because even though they don't allow regular pleasure craft. You still got bass boats that are going by doing 60 miles an hour, so.
0: <clears throat> My cigar went out. Yeah. You don't keep it burning. It's yeah. like a locomotive, isn't and, it? And,
1: and the finer cigars will stay lit a lot longer. Though. Okay. The, the, the lower end, you, you have to, you, you gotta mess with them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But that's just the nature of the
0: beast. You said if I turn Johnny on the cigars, I'm not gonna, he's not gonna get sick on a high dollar cigar. Uh, he may. <laughs> You yeah. <laughs> get sick on anything, <laughs> when you, or you're not going to let me get sick on a high dollar no. guitar or a cigar. Well, that's why I didn't buy you a high dollar cigar. <laughs> so, it's pretty good, the Brick House. Yep, it's good smoke. J.C. Newman Cigar Company. It seems that's a name I've seen around.
1: Well, they've been around forever. I mean, right. you know, they were in Cuba, and now they're in Florida, and mm-hmm. they've been in Florida for a long time. They roll a lot of cigars for a lot of different people because they do it well.
0: So, Are these hand-rolled? Yes, you can tell the difference, can't you? Yes, you can. Well, is that from the end there at the... Uh, is that how you can tell the difference, how that Yeah, that's rolled it's, up? Well, they,
1: they can do that with a machine, but oh, it's, okay. they're generally not that quality of cigar. I mean, they're short-filled most of the time under machines. It's easier for the machines to deal with that, but uh, yeah, it's are no? it, hand rolled.
0: I mean, so far, so good. I don't feel... I feel pretty good. good. So, next uh, question. Uh, Kurt Schmitz wants to know, best... And worst whiskey ever. Are you a whiskey drinker? I am. Bourbon? I am. A bourbon. you a bourbon drinker. Maker's Mark. Right. I was. Uh,
1: I drank Maker's Mark for probably, I don't know, 15 years after I got out of the military. Right. And now I, now I drink Benchmark, but I've always mixed it with Coke. So, right. you know, a lot of people say, well, if you like Maker's Mark, you should be drinking it straight. Well, I, I like mine with Coke.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the Benchmark... Uh, a third of the price with about the same taste honestly so i've been buying that for the last three or four years of course kurt smith calls it rock gut but
0: the benchmark yeah, the benchmark right. but it's not
1: right it, it's it's well respected for what
0: it is right where's it made out of down in kentucky right great Bur- the bourbon trail oh. there. yeah so but it's
1: i mean for the money it's 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 pretty good bourbon but yeah i i Drank a lot of beer in Germany when I was in the military, and when I got back beer. home, it was Budweiser.
0: Oh, and oh, light. oh, oh, I was like, I ain't drinking this. Oh, so. it's a different beer there, really. It Absolutely, is
1: it? and it's nice. it was a good beer, and I enjoyed the beer.
0: Here, I don't, I
1: I can drink beer, but I don't care much for beer.
0: When you were in Germany, did you ever have the opportunity to go to the uh, Oktoberfest? I had the opportunity,
1: but never did. Oh, my.
0: Was young, had a
1: child, wife. Yeah. I mean, I had her yeah. brought over. And, mm. You know, I had to extend for six months to get her to come over.
0: Is your, your wife from
1: Germany? No, no, yeah. she, was, she was from Kentucky. Okay, okay. So I brought her yeah. over. Yeah. Okay, you met her there, right? I brought her over, and uh, she fell in love with the place, even the food.
0: And she fell in love in Germany, and she went over there. Is she, what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Right. Good for her. It is a beautiful. Home. Oh man, it is a beautiful country. It People is. are really. That they, you know, as a as a veteran, when I was over there, I won't get into that tangent, but I feel, like, I mean, you would think, you know, wow, we, you know, we we as an allied force, we decimated Germany. We, we did smashed that we place yep. the from the air yep. and from the ground. Yep. And you would think that being an American veteran. In small town Germany, on the Rhine or the Moselle, you would be, you know, not looked at in a kind light. And I never felt more welcomed in my life.
1: I ran into a lot of that, basically with the older crowd, yeah. not, the, not the younger crowd, because right. they all they all went to school, learned how to speak English, all that. But the older crowd, the, the ones that were adults when the World War II was going on, they still had remorse, tears in their eyes. Yeah, I mean, they they just they didn't like it
0: tears in their eyes thinking thinking me some jack wagon that spent four years and as an aviation ordinance man and really had nothing to do with the liberation of their country but was thanking me you know with hugs and free bottles of wine you know you're like wow I feel like a rock star we'd
1: go to the field man and kids would chase us down we'd throw them the candy bars out of the MREs and they'd give us beer and (laughs) champagne I mean it was amazing
0: they're giving us Hershey bars and we're we're getting fine wine yeah yeah, what's, was, what, what's you, uh, did you have a fine wine from, uh, that you like to drink from over in Germany? No, yeah, I wasn't and even straight wine. Straight
1: beer. Yeah, was straight beer. Straight beer. Yeah. Yeah. So when you
0: came back yeah. here in this piss water that we got in town, yeah. well, you got to be pretty happy with the micro beer. Absolutely. The
1: there are some really good micro brews, right. but I just you know, I, I just Ooh. prefer a nice glass of bourbon, Coke, and...
0: That's where you're at right now. Benchmark. Benchmark. Right. What's, okay, boom. What's your favorite cigar to go with a Benchmark? Bourbon.
1: Well, uh, I'll tell you, John. When it comes to cigars, I'm not very finicky at all. Um, uh, but top five. I uh, got off the top of my head. Uh, Padron, This one I'm smoking here is a top-of-line cigar. It's delicious. Um, Twelve-dollar cigar. Right. But I've had 20 thirty-dollar cigars that weren't so good too. So right. And it works Ooh, it
0: that's got to be a tough. Yeah, it is tough. Chomp.
1: It is. It really is. Just, yeah, when you light up a 20 hour cigar and it, it, you don't like it,
0: it's a problem. Right. So. Okay, so we're running. I'm going to ask some more questions. We've got a few more minutes to ask some more questions because we still got plenty to talk about when we come back. I want to get your thoughts on the uh, Hobie Mirage links, we'll talk about Strictly Sale on the team a little bit, and then some of the services rendered. I still want to hear a little bit more about the tournament. Okay, okay, but uh, let me ask you a few more questions here since we can burn this up. It's gonna be This is going to be one of them extended, first versions. And uh, speaking of microbeer, Platform Beer Company, maybe this is Appropel. I chose to, and I'm not really a beer drinker, but I'm actually becoming one as a result of this podcast. This is the Sun Surfer. I knew you had California, and you did oh, yeah. I knew it. I knew that you had that yeah. a lot of people would actually say that about myself, but I absolutely do not have a none I'm all Kentucky but see the problem with
1: me with me being from California is people think I'm standoffish when they first meet me until they get to know me, but it's just you know the way I talk and my mannerisms and all that right. and, and I don't mean it to come across that way. it just does <laughs> and and I've learned to deal with it, so now I'm a lot more friendlier. Than I used to be because I know that you know some people take it that way. Right. <laughs> I don't want them to take it that way. <laughs>
0: so, so this is from Cleveland, Ohio, the Platform Beer Company. So there you go. Uh, so anyway, okay, next question. Okay, so uh, that was your uh, you would say Makers March are best. Uh, w- was that the best or Benchmarks the best? What's I, the worst?
1: I, I think I think Makers is better, but I. I I drink the Benchmark
0: now. So then what's your worst? What's just the worst? Uh, Jack Daniels. I can't stand the charcoal taste. I can't drink it. I don't want to drink it. I don't want to undo it. Just run me over with the Econo line van.
1: I get a couple bottles every Christmas for customers, and it just sits there.
0: There's something that that Jack Daniels has a gag reflex. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because I've just got so sick over that in my life, and I, I'm not a drinker, but I tried to convince myself I was.
1: Yeah, mine was a little king when I left for the military. Let me tell you, I haven't drank once since.
0: Uh, Mark Jungle wants to know, Bert, are you scotch or bourbon? Well,
1: uh, I'm not a scotch guy at all. No, I've drank it a couple times. Don't don't care for it at all. So no,
0: it's like you just just get get in an, in a MMA fight. Yeah, if you're going to drink scotch. Yeah. Right. Okay, uh, Brian Tacey Tacey Outlaw Gang up there in Blue Ash Ohio on Kenwood Road Been there since 1972 We're talking about Strictly Sale Cigar budget for a two day tournament
1: $50
0: 50 bucks for two days So you gotta think about that, right? I
1: do have to think about it Because there's nothing worse than me running out When I'm out there fishing
0: Are you smoke. just, really? Do you it's
1: sh- not because i Jones It's because I just like to smoke When I'm out on the water I enjoy smoking cigars, even more so than when I'm out on the water. So, yeah, I try to make sure I've always got some, and most of the time it's, I'll take take 40 cigars, which is about $100, just to make sure I don't (laughs) run out, and I can give some out, which I do.
0: Right right there's nothing and you really you are one of those guys that really like to sit around you do remind me that california and you reminds me of the mountain bike the pro mountain bike teams and stuff that we hung out with and they were the teams that would just hang out the campfires hang out and talk and you know everybody would share you know techniques and 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 talk about bikes and stuff i love love those days in
1: the fishing world i do i mean that's what i live for I live for the camping, the, the the people, the just everything about it. I miss the I miss the grill outs. I miss the, the yeah, get togethers the, the COVID thing just I'll tell you the, when it happened, it threw me for a loop, man. It was right. it was tough
0: on me. We're we gonna get we're gonna get back to that, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah.
1: Hopefully, according to BT July or August. Right.
0: Well, you know, I walked back into Kroger's uh, a couple of days ago for the first time, and I was like liberation. Holy spag yep. Is that what you look like? Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, is it funny? the same way, man. <laughs>
1: If you've had your, if you've had your immunization, you don't have to wear a mask. Right. And I'll tell you, it makes a big difference.
0: Uh, let me see. We're gonna we'll ask that question when we talk about the next one from Mike Bruning. What helped him succeed in the most recent tourney compared to the previous tourneys this year? So we'll talk about that okay. when we come back. Um, uh, here's a real quick one we can finish up with. Because uh, you have, as of right now, uh, you have about four minutes, three and a half minutes to tell, explain, and then you probably don't want to talk about it. What's it like to, to back a truck over a Saint Croix rod?
1: Wow, one of my worst times. <laughs> so let me, let me, I'll, I'll make it short, but I'll tell, I'll fill you in on the whole story. So I got turned on. Kurt turned me on. Kurt Smiths turned me on the Saint Croix rods. Yeah. And I fell in love with. Not because of Kurt Smith's, but because what he told me was what I expected and what I found out was the case. Great rod. Um, started buying them. I'm up to 10 now that I own. Uh, but I had purchased wow. this, this one finessing rod. It just came in. I went and picked oh, up the oh. tube at oh. FedEx. Oh. Got home, opened it up. It was like I was a kid at Christmas. Yeah. Set it up. I had a brand new reel waiting on it. Oh. Shimano uh, Corrado Yes. So I get it out of the tube, unwrap it, put the reel on it. My neighbor comes over and he says, "Hey, Bert, can you do something for me?" And I had to move oh. my vehicle out in front of my garage so I could get in there to do this. So I jump in my truck, and what I didn't realize was that brand new rod and reel that I had just put together and had blown over.
0: Oh. Oh. And oh. so I
1: backed up about a foot and heard crunch. Oh and it destroyed both, the reel and the rod. So the rod wasn't even out of the tube for 20 minutes. Um, so I looked at it as an opportunity to check on their uh, <laughs> warranty. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you, when I
1: talked to the lady on the phone, she's like, honey, I've heard it all. You wouldn't believe the stories we hear. Right. I'm like, oh, I feel like such an issue. She goes, it was an accident. That's why we have insurance on them. That's, send us $150, dollars we'll to send you a new rod. Right. Sure enough, they did. Wow. Two weeks later, I had a brand new rod. Right. And I was a lot wiser. Wow. So then I put a uh, <laughs> rod holder up
0: on the wall so that don't happen anymore. Do <laughs> <laughs> no, that ain't doing... When's that going to blast? I mean, I'm out 500 wall. bucks, man. And oh Just like that. It's like, oh, oh my God,
1: it was painful. Painful. And I'll tell you, I, I was mad.
0: So St. Croix treated you right? I heard that they absolutely did treat you good stuff.
1: I've had to deal with them two or three times, and I'll tell you, every time I've dealt with them, they've been fantastic. So I have no complaints whatsoever uh, about St. Croix. However, I do like the fact that if I buy local from a local guy, I can tell them what I want and why I want it and all that, where I can't necessarily do that with St. Croix. Yeah. But I love their rods. Right. Um, So... It's, you know, I'm, I'm going back and forth. on going with different rods, and, I, you know, I just I hate to give them up because I love them so much. You got but.
0: 10 quarter rods? Yeah, about right. 10. That's like, that's a few thousand dollars worth of rod and rods. I went, know, and I went
1: through the other rods and all I lose, and I've, yeah. I've been there, done all that, and I just will tell you, it's, for a kayak guy, right. they hold up great. Yeah. They might look like hell now because they're all scratched up and, you know. But they're, they're still hanging in
0: there. <laughs> the armor they're tough, has got man. some scratches on it. Okay, well listen, we're going to shut this first half down. We're going to listen to a few of the uh, uh, shout-outs for the uh, sponsors. And uh, we are going to be right back talking here at the Rockin' Star Ranch on John Graves Kayak Fishing with the Patton. Of kayak bass fishing, Mister Bert Goosehouse, Junior. How do you pronounce your real Gutthus name?
1: Guthus or Goodhouse either way.
0: Gut. Well, what's the real proper? Bro? What do you Goodhouse like? Houses. You proper. like Goothouse? Goothouse. I'm
1: used to Guthus. Guthus. Yeah. Yeah. It got changed when my. Gra-
0: Bert. <laughs> we have been said. We have been like deep in the conversation having we covered a lot of stuff we didn't did. we
1: absolutely we did and
0: we 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 just I'm having such a good time sitting here talking to Bert and uh behind the uh the attack room here at the barn looking out over the western sky we got the horses down there grazing in the paddocks. We're I'm down. Look at that! I smoked pretty much of the yeah. brickhouse, and I
1: haven't turned yeah. green yet. Yeah, you're doing good, right? Yeah,
0: I'm on my second beer
1: at the Rocket Star Ranch, right? Yep.
0: And we were brilliant into podcast history there, talking right. about stuff. And we looked down, and I went, "Wait a minute, are we even recording?" <laughs> and I we weren't even recording. I'm so like, oh my god, yeah. so. We won't drum that back all again because we could never master what we just were talking about <laughs> even if we tried um, but so that means you're gonna come back absolutely you're gonna come back part two okay part two will you I, come uh, back I think,
1: for... I think we talked about the kayak uh, tournament there in the second episode didn't we we did yeah so that's gone
0: so we talked about your kayak tournament and your success in that I have a little teaser going. We did. We stay, talked stay about uh, the difference. What what happened for you down there at Cedar? Yep. And uh, we also talked about the Hobie Mirage yep. uh, Drive uh, links. Yep. New fishing uh, tool. And we'll we'll. Uh, y- okay, you got to come back. Well, because the sun is setting, dude. We were talking for a while. I've
1: been here since
0: five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love hey, but- it. I I could
1: sit here all night. This, yeah, this is a beautiful place you got here.
0: Man. Oh, thank but you. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate, appreciate it, that. Oh, we could have you here all night yeah. too. This is fun. Next time so. I come,
1: I'll bring some tools. Fix that
0: fence.
1: <laughs> I know. Look at that. Look at
0: that. We got this fence. We got a, It's like riding one of the horses out to the to the back forty. You know. So <laughs> we got. Uh, yeah, we got to sharpen things up. We got to, we got that down. That's from a tree falling. Yeah. I got to straighten up some boards well, here. Well, when to get a
1: punch out list.
0: Right, keep me in mind. that's right. That's what I do. Okay, Mister Punch out. Yeah, I
1: work myself out of a job every right. time. <laughs> <laughs> right. but I'm okay with that. I kind of enjoy it. Oh, but,
0: yeah. uh, but you're gonna come back. We're gonna cover a whole bunch of stuff. The cigar smoking went great. Thank you for the, uh you know, the um introduction education. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have pleasure. a feeling that it probably won't be my first yeah. and last one, or I, my uh, last one, I should say. I, I
1: I get to enjoy a lot of guys in their first cigar and. I think it's pretty cool.
0: What do you do? Take that. I mean, that's that's, that's pretty far. Now, I'm not down to the label
1: yet, but uh, when you, you take, get down a label, you pull the label off and you keep smoking until you, you can't. You just you don't just give up on it.
0: Can you can, can't can So your lips are even. burning or your fingers are burning?
1: One <laughs> right. of the two. <laughs> right.
0: yeah. I think that's where you were. While I'm sure. yeah, you know, I probably was. You were like, what? That fifth fish coming in. Well, Bert, thank you so much, Thank man. you, brother. I okay? appreciate it. Yep. Uh, Look forward know, to the next one. Thank you so much for your service to yeah. the country. You too. Go Army. Yep. Except when we're out on the playing gridiron football, playing yeah. football. Yeah, yeah, Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? <laughs> isn't it funny? That's a great game, isn't it? You ever been to an Army-Navy mm. game? Would you like to go? I would. That would be fun, wouldn't yeah. it? It would be fun. I bet, you know, that place that, that place. And to go with a Navy fun.
1: guy would be even better.
0: That would be cool, yeah. right? Or well, paint. Cool. And, we yeah, might get our asses sinker. whooped up. That's all right. That's all right. That's That's all right. It wouldn't thing. be the first time I had my ass
1: whooped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, thank you so much, everybody, listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing. A big shout out. We had some brilliant stuff about the Tasty Outlaw Gang there blue ash at strictly sale on kenwood road been there since 1972 we'll talk about it we're gonna we we got to do some like uh we have to do some uh uh we have they have to be on network television let's let's just say that they would be the perfect strictly sale thank you so much for sponsoring john graves kayak fishing and burt got this yes absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. Uh so long everybody. From John Gray's kayak fishing, we are over and out. What do they say in the army? Over and out. Over and out. Over and out. <laughs>